B'Shem Hashem Na'asim Nasliyah. Welcome and thank you everyone for joining us tonight um, for our shiur, weekly shiur on the parasha with the perush of the Zer Shon. <clears throat> Tonight's shiur, as you all know, is dedicated in the memory of uh, my father, Alava Shalom, Rafael Ben Monavar. Um, so, um, thanks for everyone being here tonight. Okay, Parashat Aharemot Kedoshim. Tabu Parsha. Um, we're kind of going to deal, the Zerah Shimshon quickly is going to deal something, something in the middle of the both. We're going to talk about tefillah, the importance of tefillah and the how of tefillah, which I think is so, so, so essential to know, to not understand. He says as follows. There's a pasuk in Tehillim that we say in Hallel, <coughs> especially full Hallel. It says, Right? Those of you that remember on Chagim and stuff that we say full Hallel, that's one of the parts of Hallel that we say. Which means, Am Yisrael is saying, I love, so Hashem should listen to my Tahanunai, to my Tefilot, to my supplications. Now he says like this, Kashet. It's a little difficult to understand. As always, he starts something that's kind of mind-boggling. He says, it's kashe. Okay, if you want to say that you desire for Hashem to do something for you, you say it as, I desire. But what does the pasuk say? pasuk says, I love. So Hashem, please listen to my tefillot. Uh, it doesn't really go together. It should say, I desire that Hashem should listen to my tefillot. I want Hashem to listen to my tefillot. What does it mean I love? Oh sorry. What is, what is love in this context? Rava that we were discussing before as well. He says this is a question that Rava also had. What does Rava answer? And he answers, when am I? Rava says, you know what the explanation to this pasuk is? We're basically saying, when am I? Meaning, I'm Israel, when am I beloved before you? When, I, when do I feel loved by you? When you hear my tefillot. When you listen to my tefillot, I feel that you love me. That's what Tehillim means by saying, I love when Hashem listens to my tefillot. Or I love that Hashem listens to my tefillot. What does he really mean? Rabbi says it means that I feel loved when you listen to my tefillot. So he says, So Zerah Shimshon feels that if you want to say like Rava said, that I love that Hashem listens to my lefilot, it should have really said, oh, when Rava says, I feel loved, should have really said, Avtani. Avtani means he loves me, or I feel loved. Not Ahavti. I love. So it doesn't really go well together. Not that he's chas I'm saying Rava is wrong. But he's just saying, there has to be more to it a little bit. So he answers a few answers that I think are very, very important to understand how tefillot should be. He says, 
ועוד היה אפשר לומר, it's possible for us to say, שרצה לרמוז מה שמצינו בכתבי הרב זיכרונו לברכה. We can say there are things that have been pointed, pointed out by the Rav of blessed memory. Whenever um, the Zerah Shimshon says it's pointed out by the Rav, he's pointing out to the Ariza Lakadosh. He says, this is something that the Ariza Lakadosh says. And this is so important. And we have this in our Sidurim today, by the way. Says a person has to before he starts his tefillah of the day, before you even start your tefillot of the entire day. What do we have in the beginning of the sidur? Wonderful. You have to accept upon yourself the mitzvah of ahafta leraacha kamocha to love every Jew like yourself. The Ariza says if you don't, you don't feel this way you're going to have a problem. Your tefillot chas v'shalom are not going to be accepted. That's how important it is. So much so that it's in the beginning of our sidurim. Like before you go on, if you have any hard feelings about another Jew, forget about it. Don't even start. You're just going to be mumbling stuff. Chas v'shalom, they might not go anywhere. So the Zerah Shimshon says, Ve'lachen amara katuv. That's why the pasuk says, now the pasuk makes more sense. Says, Ahafti, I love, meaning what? In my heart, Kol bene Adam, I love all of Am Yisrael. Ahafti, I did that. Ahafti. You want me to love? I love. Ahafti. And then we say, Yishma'at Kol Tachanunai. Hashem, I did my part. I love all your kids like myself. Now please listen to my tefillot. He says, this pasuk in Tehillim is what Arizal is pointing out. Arizal is saying, if you don't love every Jew, if you don't accept that mitzvah on yourself, of loving every Jew like yourself, chas v'shalom, your tefillot might not be accepted. Where does he get that from? Zayash Mishon says he's get, he's, he gets that from the pasuk in Tehillim. Ahavti kishma Hashem et kol tahanunai. What does it mean, I love? So he's saying it means, Hashem, I know you want me to love every Jew. Did it. Been there, done that. I love every Jew. Please listen to my tefillot. How important it is to really understand it in a literal sense. Many of us, many of us say, okay, of course. Of course I love every Jew. Of course, of course, we have to l'archa kamocha. You have to, but then someone will ask you, "How about, how about Jonathan?" You know, we'll, we'll come up with ways of saying like, "Jonathan's not even a Jew." You know, Sarah's not even a Jew. You know, or like if someone does this and that, you call them a Jew. I don't call them a Jew, so they don't count. You know, but that's not. You can't come up with. You can't come up with ways of getting out of it. What it means to love everyone of Am Yisrael, it means you need to love everybody. Every single day we have to start our tefillot by saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu I accept upon myself that mitzvah. Every night before we go to bed, we say, Kriyat Shema Hamita. In Kriyat Shema Hamita, there's a special tefillah that we say before we even start that Kriyat Shema. What do we say? 
ریبوناشل آلام مستر آف دی یونیورس هرنی محل به سلیح I now start by forgiving every single person that has done any wrong to me and Hashem don't bring hardship upon them for the things that they've done to me please don't do anything to them because I forgive them it's the importance of understanding that if we're not forgiving we can't ask HaKadosh Baruch to be forgiving if we're not giving we can't accept we can't expect HaKadosh Baruch to be giving so know that when we go in front of Bore Olam the creator of the world and we want to ask him HaKadosh Baruch give me this give me that I want a zivuk tov I want parnasa I want livelihood I want I, I want health I want this HaKadosh Baruch says there's some things I want <laughs> I'm just you know there's some things I would like to have also You know one of the first things I'd like to have? I'd like to see you guys get along and love each other no matter what. Look at what's happening around the world today. You know what's happening in Eretz Yisrael. The riots and the, and the, and the demonstrations and stuff like that. All of the Chachamim are getting up and saying, listen, you have your views, we have our views, other people have their views. But at the end of the day, you better be able to come down and say, you know what? I might be fighting for my views, but I would die for you. That's how a Jew has to be. I might be fighting for my views, but I love you. And we see such Kiddush Hashem happening every day. Go look, it's, it's unbelievable the things that you see. You know, you have people demonstrating, you know, people that call themselves on the left, demonstrating about laws changing or whatnot. And you have people that would call them on the right. You know, religious Jews, Haredi Jews, standing in the middle of the riots with... Uh, things of water, cookies here, while you're screaming out your beliefs of how you don't want Israel to become religious, which is what I want, or which is what I believe, it's okay, have some water, you, you might be thirsty. There's no greater way to show the entire world what Yahdut is all about. I have my views, you have your views. Doesn't mean I hate you, I love you no matter what. I remember one time I, 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 I saw an interview from Rabbi Vadi Yosef Zatzal, right? And in his life he went through a lot, a lot of pressure from many sides. There, there were a lot of even in the religious world that went against Rabbi Vadi and his beliefs or the system that he wanted. They failed. The system that he wanted is what literally saved Eretz Yisrael in the last elections. It's called the Shas party. Right? When Rabbi Vadya decided that the Shas party was important in Israel, right? they said, oh, what is the Rav doing in politics? Rabbanim shouldn't be in politics. He said, no, this is going to be the future. This is how we're going to save Eretz Yisrael. They asked him. They said, people used to go, there were riots behind his window. Imagine, he was sitting and learning, and there were riots outside his home, shouting out disgusting stuff sometimes. Right? And they asked him, like, how do you feel? He said, nothing. Nothing, I sit down, I do my learning. I have no hate for anybody in my heart, ever. Nobody. Let them say what they want to say, but it, I'm not hasbi shalom. I'm mukhaldam, I have no hatred for anybody. And to, 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 to prove that, I don't know if I shared this story with you guys or not. But it says, one time, um, <clears throat> there, was a, there was a guy who hadn't had children for over 10 years. Lo alenu. Hashem give zera kayaun to all of Israel. 
and they had tried everything. And the doctors would say, listen, there's nothing wrong. Like, you're both healthy, you're both capable. They, they couldn't figure it out. No matter where they went, they couldn't figure out what's happening with them. So uh, one time he was sitting with a friend of his, <clears throat> and um, they start talking about their past and yeshiva days and 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 he says, saying, and they start, they, I don't know how, but they remember one time they went to a big event where Rav Ovadia Yosef Zatzal was also invited to speak. I don't know if you guys know, but there was a lot of politics going around in yeshiva systems about, oh, Rav Ovadia is on the good side, not on the good Whatever. Uh, young people do a lot of stupid things. Okay? Uh, unfortunately. It has nothing to do with Rabbanim, it just sometimes... So when Rabbi Vadi Yosef Zatal came to speak, a bunch of these bachurim, a bunch of these students, yeshiva students, got up and they started dancing in front of him. Right? And they started singing. I don't know what song they were singing, but they started singing really out loud, not to sing for him, but they were trying to stop him from speaking. Right? So that he doesn't speak. Every time he would try to speak, they would be like, Oh, so Ravadia just waits there and waits there and waits there. He's just waiting patiently. And some of them kind of quiet down. They move away. This guy wouldn't stop. He would get louder and louder. All of a sudden, Ravadia, he was sitting on top. And he opens his eyes, points at him, and he says, You're in Kherim. That's all he says. He just looks up and just walks away like whatever. You, mm-hmm. you, know. you know what Kherim means? means like excommunication. So this friend remembers this and he tells him, listen, could it be that because of what Rabbi said those many years back, you're having this problem? You know, Kherem in the past, in, in the past, Kherem meant a guy, no families can marry into their family until you know, they do something about the mistake that they've made. Kherem means they can't do business with them. Kherem means like, maybe you've been put under Kherem by Shamaim. And you're not being allowed to have children because Rabbi put a cherem on you. He says, nah, come on. You really think like, <laughs> really? He says, dude, you got nothing else. He says, what should I do? He says, I think you should go to Rabbi At that time, Rabbi was alive. You should go to Rabbi and ask for an apology and, and, and have him forgive you. He says, are you kidding me? How am I going to go see one of the, you know, it was great. At, the, at this time, it was known as the greatest, you know, sage of the generation. He goes, all right. He goes, I know someone that could probably get you in. You want me to get you to, in a meeting? He says, oh, fine. Pull some strings and he says, tomorrow he'll, he'll meet you at so-and-so time. So comes tomorrow, this poor guy goes in front of Avadia before he can even start talking, bursts out in tears. He couldn't even get the words out. So Avadia sits there calming him down. He says, what's wrong? Tell me what's wrong. So he says, um, he says to him, do you remember this many years ago, there was a time when I was there, da 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 says, yeah, I remember. Yeah, so? He says, you remember there was a boy that wouldn't stop and you, and you said that he's in Kherem? He says, I remember something. Yeah. So he says, that's him. And he says that for 10 years, they've been trying to have children and they couldn't. And he's come to ask the Rav for Mechila because he wants to have children. So the Rav says, no problem. Says, take off your shoes, sit on the floor. He takes off his shoes, sits on the floor. Um, he, Rabbi Vadi, I don't know, takes his belt off or his own belt off, 
and he starts like hitting it on his back lightly, like to kind of mimic what they used to do is lashes in the Beit HaMikdash. And he starts saying, doing the forgiveness that they do on Erev Yom Kippur. Right? And he says to him, you've been forgiven, stand up, you're fine, Mizrat Hashem, and he gives him a blessing. He, should, he says, you should have Rabbi Nachat from your wife, you should have children, don't worry anymore. He had 10 children. He was Zochet to father 10 children. Do you understand this? That is the koah of forgiveness. It's not to say that Ravavadya all those years hadn't forgiven. If it was up to his forgiveness, he would have said, of course, I'm mochel you. No. He realized that because of what this guy had done for the kavod of Torah, for the honor of Torah, it didn't work out so well for him. She said, here's what I'll do for you. I'll do this kapara that is from the time of the temple so that this will go away too. No hard feelings. If, if we want our tefillot to be accepted, we have to be like Rabbi Vadya. We have to be able to let go. We have to really be able to let go because Hashem will listen to us. So that's number one. It's a long number one. Okay, we'll skip that one second. We're just going to skip a little bit. It says further, by the way, this is Drush Hay, the fifth Drush of the Zerashim Shon. About time I said where we are. Okay. There's another explanation. Another lesson coming up. Chachamim have taught us that a person that davens for their friend, for another Jew, but he himself needs the same exact thing that his friend needs. So basically, you need a shiduch, you need to get married, you need parnasah, whatever it is, you need it. You need it badly. But you know a friend of yours that also needs it as bad as you do. Instead of praying for yourself, instead of davening for yourself every day, saying, Hashem, please give me this, Hashem, please be mazakim me for, to, to, be, to get married. For, get. Instead of doing that, daven for that other person. Only say their name. Zerashimishon says, when you daven for that person, you're going to receive what you daven for that person first. That's why it says, And this is why it says, I loved my fellow Jew like myself, because just like I love to pray for myself, instead I took the opportunity to pray for my chaver. I daven for that person for what I need too. And because of that, Hashem has listened to my voice. Because when Hashem sees that I am hurt for another person and not just for myself, even though I didn't even pray for myself, I didn't even say, Hashem, please give it to me as well. He will listen to my tahanunim because I prayed for somebody else. I've tried this and I've seen results. Like you have no idea. I'm going to make this story short. Some of you already know it. 
but make a story very, very short. When I was single and I wanted to get married, I made a deal with a friend of mine that he only davens for, him, for me and I only daven for him. Okay? I got married within six months. He got married three months after I got married. It's, it's like that. When you really do it from the bottom of your heart and you say, you know what, this guy really needs it. Hashem, please, please help that person. <clears throat> Furthermore, you could say, When I love every Jew like myself, Therefore, it's as if all of my tefillot have a plural sense to it. Because when I love every Jew like myself, I am making myself part of a group. So when I'm davening, I'm not davening in a singular, I'm a part of a very large group. I'm constantly praying in a large group because I'm praying for everyone, having everyone in mind because I love everyone. And then, Hashem for sure will listen to my tefillot. Why? We always say, pray with a minyan. Why do we say pray with a minyan? Because when you pray with other people, your, your tefillot get accepted better, they go straight up. So Zerash Shimshon says, when you really feel the love for all of Am Yisrael, even if you're praying alone, you're praying with a group, a very large group. And your tefillot are accepted just like you're davening in a group. That is an incredible, incredible thing to say. Right? It's basically saying, even though you're not davening with a minyan, your tefillah will be accepted as if you are praying with a minyan. Why? Because you put yourself out as a part of a group. Hashem, accept my tefillot for all of Am Yisrael because I'm a part of them. Right? One second. I think we're gonna... just want to share one anecdote with you. And then he goes on to say To kind of connect this to it He says even when a person feels very lonely and very alone Even in a place that a person has to be alone very interesting when he, uh, because the next part of it, he brings down that when a person, chas shalom is in a place of a plague, there is a plague, chas shalom going around, or, a, or a, a pandemic. This is what he says. He says there's a pandemic and everyone is told to go hide and be alone in seclusion. What do we call that? Quarantine. Quarantine. 300 years ago. It says there's a pandemic. And you have to quarantine. You can't be with other people. And you ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how am I supposed to daven? How am I supposed to pray? I can't find a minyan. How will you save me? How will I get out of this? It's incredible that he's saying this stuff. He says when you, when you, when you include yourself with your passion for everybody else, your worry for everyone else, and you including, including your tefillot, every other Jew, Hashem will save you even quicker. 
in those times, you are included as a nation. When you're worrying about the entire nation. You guys remember when we went through the pandemic? You know? Mamash, you couldn't dive in with a minyan. You couldn't go out of the house. All we did was sit around on our phones and go on the news. What's happening in Israel? What are they doing in Israel? They're doing tefillot in balconies. They're doing tefillot here. They're trying to do this. You know what I mean? But one thing that all of us were doing, there's one thing that we could all attest to that they were, we were all doing, whether we were religious, non-religious, secular. What were we all doing? We were praying. We were praying for all of us. We were praying for everyone. And that's how we can include ourselves and have our tefillot be answered. And that's the next part that he brings down. He says, when a person feels lonely, don't feel alone. When you accept the mitzvah, you become a part of a much bigger nation. And you're not alone. And through that energy, you daven ta'kadosh baruch and you will see the yeshuot that you will receive. Only because you're telling Hashem, Hashem, I am not alone. Why am I not alone? Because I love every single Jew like myself. They say of Rav Moshe Feinstein, just to see what it means to love another Jew. What does it mean to love another Jew? Okay, They say one time a lady came, she was a widow. She comes to Rav Moshe Feinstein to, to tell her about her sorrows and things that were going on in her life and she starts to cry. And She doesn't even start talking. And the the, the assistants see that Rav Moshe Feinstein is sobbing. She's crying, the Gadol Ador is crying, like tears. After she leaves, they go, What did she say that you started crying? He says, Nothing, she couldn't even talk. So they go, So if, if we may ask, like, so why were you crying? Listen to his answer. He says, you see a Jewish woman crying and you don't cry? How do you not cry when you see a Jewish woman cry? You don't become a Gadol Ador just like that. You don't become a Rav Moshe Feinstein just like that because you learn a lot of Torah. No. no. You become a Rav Moshe Feinstein. You become a Moshe Rabbeinu, Allah Shalom, because you really feel Am Yisrael's pain. Because you love every single Jew. The Torah says, Rabbi Fran one time said, the Torah says, Ve'ish Moshe ayagadol. And Moshe became big. And he says, when does the Pasuk say that he became big? It's right when he says he came out of the palace and he started helping the Jews. Picking up and doing labor. He became great. Not because he was Moshe Rabbeinu or destined to get the Torah. He became great because he felt the pain of Am Yisrael. Because he felt the love for Am Yisrael. That brings us greatness. Because you become a part of something much bigger than you. It's not you anymore. You become a unit that's much greater than anything else. With that we should be zocheh. That all our tefillot should be answered in the zechut of the Zerah Shimshon. And we should be zochet to really, really every day, mamash, to make it a thing, to make sure whether we're, we're women and we don't do the full tefillah, we don't have the chiyuv to do the full tefillah, or men that we have the chiyuv to do tefillah, full tefillah. Even if we don't say it in the pasuk, just think it in our heads before we even start. 
הרי אני מקבל עליי את מצוות דאורייתא של ואהבת לרעך כמוך. Behold, I accept upon myself the מצוות דאורייתא of loving every Jew like myself and really feel it. Meaning, after your tefillah is done and you go to work and you see your co-worker that you don't really give a two cents about, you could give them a smile. Say, you know what, I don't care how much they cheated me, I don't care how much they did this to me, I don't care how much, I love them. Why do I love them? Because I'm supposed to. It's okay. It's okay. Because they're a part of me. Baruch Adonai le'olam, amen ve'amen.